All right, welcome to episode three of the Snow Jobs Dustings. As always, I'm Steve, and I'm joined by my partner, Jeremy. How you doing, Jay? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourself? Everything's good. Everything's good. Snow got, is falling. <laughs> you got a little snow finally, huh? We got snow. We definitely did, and we're uh, getting more tomorrow, so we have a very limited window here, so uh, I'm glad you were able to put your 14 inches to bed and uh, come on and get this done today. We put it so, up in a pile. I ain't to bed. We still well, got lots of stuff. You still, oh, you still got two months of hauling ahead of you, right? You'll be we hauling do. in June. Yeah. <laughs> we got about 40 trucks lined up for tomorrow. That's we'll, get her, we'll, we'll get her done. I can't wait for that call. We had a good time last night. I was on with the boys last night for uh, probably two hours just uh, shooting the shit. A lot of uh, anchor man references. It was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, all right. So, guys, uh, as with the first two episodes, we have back Michael Santalucito from Outdoor Pride, Manchester, New Hampshire. And he's going to wrap up his three part topic of uh, all things RFP and what information and questions you should be gathering before you start to prepare a bid. Uh, we've got a lot of great feedback from everybody about his first two episodes. So, you know, we're going to. We're going to let him keep going and finish this out with uh, topic number three. And uh, Jeremy, if you don't have anything else, we'll uh, we'll let Mike take it away. Oh, nice to see you again, Mike. And yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, Michael, welcome you. back, buddy. Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, Jeremy, if you uh, if you want to ship like maybe eight, nine of those inches over here, I'm getting a little sick of this rain we keep getting. <laughs> oh, you never got in that? You didn't get anything in the, anything yet? You're oh, still God, dry? No. No, another sloppy inch, and then it just stayed wet for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. No, we, we were supposed to get two to three, and we ended up with, what, 14. So that was a, it was a pleasant, fun surprise. We haven't got that much snow here for, uh, it's been a while. It was pretty fun. Pretty fun. Nice. Big shout out to all the weathermen out there. Nice call. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, <laughs> they're always a, a top-notch weathermen. I want that job. I'd be wrong every day. And That's it. Still, 80% of the time I'm wrong, but I'm going to get paid anyway. Six yeah, figures. Exactly. Well, I guess yeah. we'll segue right into uh, to the weather then. Uh, go, for, Mike, go! <laughs> for a lot of RFPs, uh, sometimes for a lot of the larger campuses, some hospitals or outpatient centers that you may run into that ask you for a bid, uh, they will have in there that they want uh, weather forecasting, not with any specific names of any companies. You know, they just want to... Uh, constant feed of what's going on for the week for the event that's coming up for the next few events and then usually they want uh with every bill they get a certified snow total which a lot of these private companies will offer uh for a fee that's usually not that bad you know to the client so with the weather reports obviously there's a lot of companies out there we we use true weather personally they're they're great there's a lot of great companies out there that uh, that do a good job. That no no weather person is going to be right 100 percent of the time, as much as we would like them to be. No, you know, as long as they're within that 80 percent margin, we're we're usually all happy, and we just get through it and we we deal with it. But uh, with those weather reports, the easiest thing is just to t however many accounts you've got, just kind of divvy up that fee and mix it into your bid, whether it's a variable or whether it's a seasonal. You know, I don't like to discuss numbers because literally everybody's number for their breakdown of their overhead and their machine costs and all that stuff is totally different. So <clears throat> sure. really just whatever that hard number is, just, you know, tack on whatever you want to split it up, divide it up evenly and fairly. And when you do that, I'll segue into the next thing real quick because they kind of go hand in hand with uh, with a lot of 
companies that are usually like 30 people and above 30 employees and above, you're going to have like someone like an area manager or an account manager that's out there, not managing a site, but managing a range of uh, sites from, you know, maybe a 15 or 30 mile radius. So those guys are usually going to be the ones that are doing the, uh, the daily communication with the client for what the weather's doing, what they're seeing in the long range, what they're seeing in the short range, uh, what the game plan is. You know, we at ODP, we do probably four different emails for each event. You know, we'll go from 72 hours down to 12 hours. You know, we give a range. Usually after like 36 hours, we'll start to give a decent game plan of what we're going to do staffing time-wise and all that. But before, it's really just like a, hey, heads up, we're monitoring this real quick. It may be something. It's looking like it's heading towards us. This is what we're thinking at this point. We'll be in touch again. You know, we we do the AM updates. We get those from True Weather, and then we get the PM updates. So we're usually tweaking between those twelve hour gaps of what we're gonna do. So like, you know, I got another one coming. Was it? it's three fifty? I got another one coming in less than two hours, and I'll be doing the same thing tonight along with a bunch of us uh, operations managers in the area with our client list. And sometimes that's the site manager that's on that one site, you know, a lot of times you can put as many emails and texts as you want to these companies of who gets these alerts. And it really kind of splits up the workload for who contacts, which client, however many times that they need to be touched. You know, if it, if it's like a, a hospital situation where they need to be updated all the time, you know, you're probably talking to them twice a day. You know, if it's a corporate campus, usually it's once a day, maybe twice. If it's usually 24 seven and active all the time, and then for retail centers, I mean, they're usually not open until nine, 10 o'clock. So, you know, they can get one update and usually be fine. They never are on site managing the place. So they, they, they're probably on another state in a different building. And it's not, it's sunny and 65 over there and you're getting pounded with like 12 inches of snow. So <laughs> with the area and the account managers, you know, you almost want to make sure that you budget into these variables and the seasonals what you want for uh, an hourly rate and how many hours you think they're going to be dealing with the client. You know, if you factor in how long it takes to write an email with an update, you know, your 15 minutes tops, you know, if it's a decent storm with a lot of ins and outs, I usually do like 30 minutes, 30 minutes. So for one day I touch the, the clients twice a day. So I'm an hour for each client. So if you get an average of like 30 somewhat events for the year, whatever your average is for your area, you can kind of gauge what your hours are going to be for that based on a three-year average for those events. Mm -hmm. So that's an easy kind of back of the napkin math way to do it. And uh, you're never going to lose your uh, your shirt over it because it's usually a pretty small dollar amount compared to the portfolio that you have. And you're, not, uh, you're passing that on to the client most of the time at, at a small percentage rate, which is great. And it gives you that peace of mind where your guys constantly have that feedback of what is going on that's on the radar you know the five o'clock news that you get is not as accurate as these private guys you know they use the dopplers from everywhere they're getting feeds from all yeah. over the place so if there's something going after ratings yeah <laughs> that too you know if there's something coming from your neck of the woods uh steve over in new york and it's coming over to me they're not going to see it you know if it's between 5 p.m and whatever so you know <laughs> you gotta guys tune in at 11 exactly yeah, yeah a nice little text message that wakes you up hopefully you know sometimes they they can forecast it you know squalls scattered events um you know they're usually pretty good about letting you know about that stuff which is great but just making sure that you account for that time with your communication to the client as well as the the dollar figure that's uh, being attached to those weather reports for the year uh, i don't 
I think we use them all year. I'm pretty sure for the landscape season as well. And you can do that. Some guys usually just use it for the winter. So the cost is sliced in half at that point. Yep. But it's true weather. And, that's what you use. Sorry yeah. True weather, yep. And Mike, just to, to break it down on even a smaller scale, like even if you're a company that has like four guys, four, four or five guys, what you were just saying with the site manager accounting for those hours that you're dealing with that site or like in our case, we send guys out all the time overnight to check sites when it's right on the edge of possibly we could have a refreeze event or something. You got to check the condition of the lots, do that. The one I made a mistake, you know, when I first started out, not accounting for those hours and it yeah. adds up, you know, you send a guy out, you know, to check, you know, 20 properties and they're all over the place. You know, he might not, he might be an hour and a half. He might be two and a half. If he's got a spot, salt, some stuff. But those hours add up over the course of a season. If you don't account for that in your bids, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're getting, oh, shit, I'm $3,000 short or $4,000. Where did that money go? Oh, yeah. Well, I sent I sent Joe or Chris or Bob out, you know, 25 times this season to to do checks. I got to pay him for that. So, yeah, yeah, that falls right in line. So even a smaller company, that's something they really got to work uh, look at before they bid. Yeah. With the smaller outfits, though, I, I almost – I think of it kind of in a weird way and I really shouldn't because the owner is usually the one making those calls and doing all that. So, you know, when you're at that size, you're, you're AR, you're AP, you're HR, you're doing the scheduling, sure. you're doing the bids. Half the time you're doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's pointing to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, brother. I feel you. Um, it, uh, it gets, it gets to the point where like how much of your time can you actually account for fairly for the client? So, that is a really good point. You know, no matter how big you are, whether it's, you know, 300 people or, or two people, just accounting for whatever amount of time that you're going to be putting yeah, in. Get paid. That. Yeah. Get yeah. paid. <laughs> we're, we're professionals at the end of the day. They need us. You yeah, know, that's I mean, it, right? you got to get paid for your time. There's so much work out there that there's no shortage. There's no need to, to go for the low hanging fruit. No, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm still I, just amazed by this, how your weather is. I mean, he's, <laughs> So you're saying these weather guys are that good? Because I have not had good luck with weather guys. <laughs> like I said, they're they're hit or miss. Every year, it's it's a different uh, scenario. I mean, it. I can't imagine how hard that job is. As much as I just, I wish I could do it, just to get you know, the TV guys getting paid six figures a year to be wrong fifty percent of the time. That'd be a really cool job to have. But <laughs> right. But I can't can it be that hard time. with all the technology we have nowadays? How is it that hard? I don't. I just maybe I'm. I'm probably yeah. obviously wrong here, but I just don't. <laughs> we can send. We can, that's that's we, the argument I try and stay away from because then then logic takes over and it's like maybe it is a little easier. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I know they're. I know they're wrong a lot. At least at least this year. This year's been kind of terrible. But if yeah. some other person wants to contact me and prove themselves to me. Feel free. There you go. Challenge. Weather companies out there, if you're listening to this, get a hold of Jeremy from Glacier if you think you're good and got what it takes. <laughs> you really take the heat, though, if you don't. <laughs> All right, uh, Mikey, keep going, bud. So another great segue to that is your AM and your PM checks. You know, for certain sites, they're going to require it for sure, whether it's snowplow runoff or like today we had rain up until maybe 10 30 11 o'clock this morning so you know most of the cement surfaces are already dry because they're the first ones to go mm -hmm. and the asphalt is usually not too far behind depending on what the quality is whether it's recently laid within five years or 
whether it's, you know, deteriorated, you know, 25 year old asphalt, you know, they, they kind of range on how they hold their moisture. Um, you really just got to kind of use your best judgment. You know, how many shaded areas do you have that are going to give you an issue that are going to stay colder than the sunny areas during the day? You know, we, we've had kind of a weird year where we've been above freezing almost every week of this winter. So we haven't really had a decent or any frost, really. So mm-hmm. our, our evening and p.m. checks have been super light, fortunately, but uh, we're still going out and doing them because it gives you a chance to check your equipment, you know, check your sites, fix snow stakes, you know, maybe grab some trash that someone tossed out the window because they're so nice. Um <laughs> That Dude, stuff like that. See, family, family, snow stakes, love people stealing. Yeah. Oh yeah, snow stakes, big stuff. Snow we, stakes. Uh, we got people that take them and throw them like javelins. Uh, I don't know what the fun in that is, but I get tired of picking them up. Here's the here's the best part. I don't mind if they steal them outright, but when they actually move them two feet further into the grass. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, that's a problem. That. Like, yeah, I don't want them right at the asphalt line. I want them two feet further into the grass, and then you get snow. That that's pretty funny. Those people just like to watch the world burn. Yeah, I'm gonna come to your town, Steve, and do that. (laughs) It it happens. It does happen. Oh man! Um, But with those AM PM checks, normally you can account for that kind of like the events for the year. You know, if if you've got the average of between 25 and 35 events for the year, ranging from you know whether it's an ice storm, a snowstorm. You got some rain mixed in there. You know, you can almost gauge how much material that you would normally use, how many times you're going to treat, how long it's going to take you to treat because you've done the property or maybe you're new to it and you you've ballparked what you think it's going to take. And you can almost just do just a straight treatment cost on that and have a small staff in that can handle it with, you know, some walkway touch ups or some puddle treatments, uh, making sure that the uh, the aisleways and stuff are good and the parking spaces, the corners are all backed into all, all the detail stuff that clients don't see, but you know, they only notice it when it doesn't get done and someone slips and falls in that area. That's, 100%. that's really what it comes down to is the quality of, of the work that you do. Um, so, you know, accounting for AM and PM checks based on how, what the average is for like a three year or five year period for your area is, uh, it's definitely a, a, a good, it's a good habit to get into so that you don't underbid yourself for, you know, like a site like you were talking about where it didn't even dawn on you until it happened. And now mm-hmm. you're out X amount of dollars. So uh, obviously if, if it happens, you know, hold true to it, you know, try and bang it out as fast as you can. So that you, you keep the contract and there's account for it the next time. But you know, that's, that's where probably the majority of your slip and fall complaints are going to come from is the after storm stuff in the morning that just, the treatment wore off or, you know, someone thought it was fine and just didn't go in. And yep. nine times out of 10, it's the Walmart parking lots at these national <laughs> asking you to do for $5,000 for a million yep. square feet. Yes, sir. You know, you're on the hook. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, the last one, I, I almost kind of thought about for a minute because software costing is, it's kind of generalized because you're using it for more than one season. Most of us are using it for more than one season. So, you know, for like uh, for site photos, for all of our snow maps and uh, and site photos that we do for uh, previous storm damage so that uh, if it's a new site, we don't get called out for somebody else's damage. You know, you can mix that cost in there just to be fair because you are using it for that season and you, and you should, you know. Your time is valuable, so yeah. you definitely want to include everything that you can so that you're not undercutting yourself. 
but also, you know, think about your, your job costing software. If you're even using any at this point, you know, a lot of them, like we use LMN and they're fantastic. We, we love, uh, that company. They've been great with us and a lot of their updates have been really catered to the feedback that they've gotten from a lot of us in the industry. So, you know, there's a lot of other great ones like Aspire and, you know, Jobber, like there's a bunch of them out there that work for any size company. But making sure that you account for that in your overall year costs as well, even if it's just uh, a snow, if you're just cutting it in half because you only have it for the snow season and not the landscape season, or if you're an excavation company and you're just doing the snow because they ask you to and you don't do the land, you know, just accounting for that as best you can. And the other thing that we do a little bit of, a lot of our clients don't ask for it too, too much is GPS tracking. And it's mostly to show that we were on site. Yep, the salt truck. And it's usually just the trucks that they care about, you know, just to see the, the spaghetti strings on the map of where this thing salted and backed <laughs> into and all that stuff. You know, the, anybody can drive in there, check in on their phone, punch in and then drive off. You know what I mean? Then drive back and punch out. But when they see the truck and the, the area and the route that it took, you know, that, that takes away a lot of the, uh, the liability. Oh, there's a slip and fall over here. You know, you, you're liable for it. Well, we treated this area. Here's a picture of the rock salt on the ground. And yep. oh look, here's the here's the corner that they rounded in the pack of snow they went through that's covered in ice because they didn't want to get their shoes dirty in your rock salt. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but we did our job exactly. Not negligence. Not negligence. Nope. Um yeah, the those four right there are pretty crucial and they're usually more towards the tail end when you're sitting in the office and you're thinking about all the incidentals and the variables that go into these contracts. So this is not a lot of stuff that you would really talk to the client about other than the account manager and the area manager, you know, how much communication do they want? You know, do they need somebody that's dedicated to their site all the time? You know, do they want someone that's dedicated to their site all the time? Um, the AM and the PM checks, but the software, the weather reporting, you know, that that's usually the afterthought stuff that you just kind of put on a sticky note so you don't forget in your office. Sounds good. Sounds good. And you guys use, you said LMN? Yeah. Yep. You guys like that? That works well for you? I've we heard do. good things. I've heard good they, things. Uh, you know, landscape wise, when we were finally at that point where we needed to get a software to help with scheduling and getting bids cranked out a little bit faster and having, you know, all of our stuff just in there so that our uh, manager could just plug and play where everybody was going to go, the dollar figures of material and labor and machinery and all that, it, it really did boost our efficiency, like skyrocket it once we started, I think we've had it for almost eight years now. And uh, it's, great. Been, it's been fantastic. The guys, the hardest part was getting the crew leaders to remember to check into the next property. Cause they usually go to like five or six places a day. So, you know, cause they have the element time app on their phone to check in the guys that are, that are on their crew plus themselves. So you can go in there and change it. You know, if something gets messed up on the computer you can go in there and change it, it's great. But uh, my favorite part of it is the uh, the estimating and the reporting. I can see my report for the hours that the guys are hitting for, whether it's snow or land. I can see what my profitability is. I can see basically everything about the business. Because you put in all your numbers and it tells you what you need to do for a minimum charge. And based on how fast your guys operate, you can gauge in there and move hours around for how pretty much how you want to set your bid up and it's really nice i, nice. Mean, I haven't tried anything else so I, i'm kind of biased at this point but a lot it of sounds like it works for you Is yeah it, it does it definitely does 
All right, Jeremy, you got anything tag, else is, on? Is the price tag on? Is, yeah. I've heard Alman, but is one is it pretty reasonable price wise? Or I guess I'm yeah, it's not bad. It's usually around the same cost as like your your weather reporting. You know, maybe depending on the company size and how many administrators you want to have on there, how many users you want to have on there. You know, it could be anywhere from like less than a thousand to you know, a couple thousand. Hmm. All right, That's Jeremy, you got anything on the four topics that he brought up? No, I'm really, yeah, no, they're all good. I like the yeah, no, Mike is weather. solid. <laughs> My mic is solid. No, I said Mike is solid oh, on Mike, this stuff. Like, yeah, no, Mike is yeah, solid. Yeah, he definitely on has a lot of knowledge on you, Mike. I uh, <laughs> I've uh, been thrown into the fire a lot, and that's really the best way that I find that I learn is just to to dive into it head first. You know, at 32 now, good. and I I hope that I only keep learning from here because this this is a really cool industry to be in. It's stressful, and it, you know, pulling your hair out every day, every <laughs> storm. It, I really wouldn't change it. It's it's such a vibrant field to be in, and you at the end of the day, you you're the guy they need. You know, they're coming to you more than they are their next door neighbor at that point. That definitely is stressful, like you said, no, but yeah. It, it is. It is rewarding. I don't. Know, I just love the. I just love to see what we can get done. And, and yeah. Make the impossible possible. We're that's like it. superheroes, right? Technology yeah, helps. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> oh, With, we gotta talk ourselves up. Nobody else is gonna do it for us. No so. armrests. Oh, here we <laughs> go. You are gonna start a revolution in the John Deere plant. I am telling you. I am telling you. It's ridiculous. Happening. It's already it's ridiculous. Happening. It's ridiculous. All right. Well, Mike, I know you got to get going. Uh, but listen, that was awesome. Thank you so much for, for the three episodes. We really appreciate it. And uh, of course, listen, the yeah, best definitely. to you will be, we'll definitely be in touch. We'll have you back on. And uh, that's about it. Good luck to Outdoor Pride and let us know if we can do anything for you in the future. Likewise, guys. Keep pushing. Appreciate All the time. Right. All right, for Jeremy and myself, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Keep pushing.